This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace.com, create your own website or online portfolio. And why not get a free trial and 10% off with coupon code CFN. Do it, CFN. It's good to be back in USA, in the USA, USA, USA. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's right, foreigners. We're done. We're done traveling around ruining your other countries. (laughs) You call these ruins? (laughs) There should be a McDonald's right in the middle of that Buddha. Oh wait, there is. Oh, it's really convenient. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 219. Wow. Holy shit. We're Back ha- in the States. Halfway to 438. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your goal? That's our yeah. goal. <laughs> we haven't, done a, we don't have, haven't done a dumb halfway we haven't, in a no. while. Right. Um, so, hello, governors. Um, <laughs> We are you, dummy. We're dead. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, back in the States. Um, uh, After a trip to where? Should we were, you mention? We were in Australia and Japan. Yes. Look at you, travelers. Which was a lot of fun. It was unbelievable. Trip of a lifetime. It was great. It really was. It was, it was, an, it was absolutely a, amazing. A working trip. Working trip. Not yes. like you guys are just vacationing. No. Next time. Next no, time. Yeah. Not in the not in the slightest. No, uh, every minute was accounted for. It was really yeah. unbelievable. Like every it was either we, we talked about where we were either shooting, walking, sleeping, or eating. That was it. <laughs> that was, was it. for about uh, almost two weeks. And did you sleep in those uh, Japanese businessmen hotels that no, are a little we got a Oh nice the coffin hotels? Coffin no, hotels no, no, we, we got we, a fancy western hotel. Yeah, we Look at you. Specifically went Western Hotel. <laughs> we found a hotel that was it was really nice that they were having a crazy Deal. Yeah, hotels.com. We sale. jumped on yeah. it. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. And so. then we got back on uh, June 10th. And then 36 hours later, myself and the crew took a red eye flight to Indiana, <laughs> where. Um, That's thinking. Can, uh, yeah, it was, it was really great planning. That was the Whistling Baines tour manager planned that trip. Um, and uh, then we. I was doing shows at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, which was awesome. Thank you to everybody that came out. And then we did a couple of, we did a bunch of great interviews there. We interviewed a longtime fan of the show, Erin, um, at her Rising Star Gymnastics studio. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a great studio. It was, was there last time I was there. So fun. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, the crew got to jump, jump, tumble and <laughs> jump in the foam pit and all this other uh, stuff, which yeah, I yeah. did too. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and, you know, the interview with her was awesome. And she was talking about. It's the adult version of like a ball pit. In like a, it is, it is. McDonald's and McDonald's. Yeah, 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 it really is. is. They oh, should put one of those in yeah. a McDonald's. In a Just a giant foam rubber thing. Yeah, like in yeah. an adult, a really nice adult bar. They yeah. should have a foam pit. You can get liquored up and jump Just into jump it. Yeah. I don't see any liability. It would get no. used every minute. That's would. hilarious. Fun. And um, to, uh, this is for your documentary that earbuds. Yes. Everybody knows yes. about this, right? Yes. Yeah. So we were we. I was doing shows which were fun at the Comedy Attic, which I love that club. We interviewed Aaron and. You know, it was it was really cool. She she gave us a great interview, and you weren't jet lagged. You weren't like a- <laughs> <laughs> you're hilarious. Um, 
I didn't go sleeping on stage. Yeah, I didn't go to that leg of the trip, and I could barely move when I came back. (laughs) It was like I had two days of like I can't, my my body will not move. And you did an hour of your set, like your high physical. What the holy smokes, my comedy jokes. And where did that uh, leave you after that? I mean, I flew back yesterday. You can hear my voice. I'm barely alive. <laughs> no, like, it was, I thought it was a husky thing from yelling at the, on stage or something. But, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm just, I'm fried. It was, it was so cool. The shows were great. The interview with Aaron was great. We did fan interviews at the Comedy Attic, which was awesome. Jared, the club owner, you know, it was cool because we haven't interviewed a comedy club owner talking mm-hmm. about how seeing live podcasts and how it's sort of changed because his comedy club opened in 08. Oh, right. He's seen sort of the rise of part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we interviewed um, another longtime fan, Lucas Lundsman, who uh, is recently, he's, he's stationed at a, at a military base in Kentucky. And we interviewed him because he was uh, in, he's done three deployments to Iraq. Wow. um, And was talking to us about how podcasting, it was, you know, feeling connected to home when yeah, he's yeah. like going out on missions and he's an infantry and stuff like that. It was really, it was a really cool interview and it's, it's going to help like, you know, show what podcasting does, which is yeah. why would a, a, an infantry soldier, a gymnastics coach and a Japanese housewife, what could they possibly have in common? <laughs> and it's like, oh, they all podcasting. Just show. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, it was it was really cool, and and the crew they did a they did a fantastic job, and um, and now you're all beat. You're, you're wasted. You're I'm, stand, I'm, yeah, you're not. You're not even making coherent sense. No, yeah, no. I don't know what the hell you just said. I don't know. <laughs> I know you thought you just said a sentence, but if you replay that, you're not going to make it. Just let mumble my way through it. <laughs> so yeah, guys, hashtag work it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I just want to thank everybody, and and you know along the way. Uh, you know, fans helped out. Uh, everywhere we've gone, fans have helped out. Everywhere, it's I been mean, amazing. Literally all over yeah. the planet. Yeah, and in Bloomington, fans came out. Uh, at uh, a fan, uh, Ashley at Juno Rose, she came out to help. She's helped us, and we've we've interviewed her. She helped us out in Chicago and in Bloomington with fan interviews. And we needed the help. Oh, so man, it was, exactly. yeah, it's, it was definitely. Are they like carrying gear or what? Like, how are sometimes, they? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they did, man. In yeah. Tokyo, they did. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Is that right? We put, we, we put um, Andrea and Sanai and even Andy. Oh, yeah. They, and, went, they, they were to work. When they were with us, they were to work. Because we were taking, and, in Tokyo, we're running around on subways. Oh, my yeah. gosh. With all your gear. All, all our gear. gear. Yeah, all, yeah. And you had like four, it's four cameras in the light box. Like Three, every, yeah, two, well, we had two cameras. We brought a little slightly smaller. We brought two cameras and a light box. and Enough to make it hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and aren't there still those guys that just push everybody on the subways? Like, aren't well, they, we we avoided rush hours oh, specifically oh, for that reason, right. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't want a businessman looking up my skirt. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't need. They want to be you didn't need that? Yeah. yeah, without paying you for it. You didn't need that. Yeah. Okay, just checking. <laughs> well, no, I didn't need to have another uh, long distance relationship. With oh. You know what I mean? Like. Six is enough. I already yeah. married a woman from another country. That didn't work out. I didn't need that again. And then there's the gay marriage. And how does that? Work? How does that work? How do I check him through customs? You know what I mean? Like there's a whole, there's a whole, whole another layer. Glad you thought that through, but that was really impressive. I'm so happy you did that. I'm good at logistics. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was everything from carrying gear to I mean, at Tokyo we never would have been able to get around without no guides um, no with the Sanai, Andrea, and uh, same and thing Andy. for Kentucky. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Kentucky, Tokyo. Same. I can't. Yeah, Kentucky, you're in Kentucky. Okay, right? I can't read this sign. I guess, yeah. no. <laughs> what language is this? Yeah, there's no vowels in it. There's a hillbilly with a musket. Yeah, what is what is going? On? 
that's Kentucky, right? Or yeah. was no, 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 that, that was Australia. That was the outback. Come on, look at we do skits. We go down one road. Come out of the park. So let's introduce our guest. Oh, right. oh, oh. have I not been introduced? This yeah. mope who's been running his yap. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was supposed to shut up till your intro. <laughs> no, we didn't expect that. Like that ever yeah. happens every time I come on this show. We've had you on this program oh, okay. enough. I'm yes. introducing the fucking one of, thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Mancini, Graham Elwood. This is your show. Comedy film nerds. Yeah, one of our um, premier comedy film nerds writers, been with us from the beginning, mm. and uh, always involved in anything comedy film nerds related. Ladies and gentlemen, also from the X-Files. And, and we inter- we did interview him and his co-host. Yes. Here. Phil. Phil. Phil, yes. Uh, earbuds. Uh, earbuds. Yes. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Dean Hagler. Come on. Am I talking now? Do oh, I talk Jesus. now? Ah, that, yeah. Yeah. Built, that building, I fucked it up. Oh. The NSA just cut off his mic. <laughs> the one time you're supposed to run your yap and you can't goddamn do it. That's the comedy. <laughs> Don't you see what I did? It's the uh, expectation pull of the left turns today, guys. Totally. You got to stay on top of this one. I got some sleep. Yes, and I did not. Yes, yeah. in your face. I'm doing improv. <laughs> yeah, awesome. It's good to be here, guys. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, it's <laughs> really great. Loving the show. Uh, reading the reviews. Yeah. Uh, what else? And we have uh, so so chill back Hollywood hour still going. Uh, chill back Hollywood once uh, a yeah, week, right? We're now episode uh, nut to brag three ninety. Wow. I know that's crazy, right? And you're still once a week too. We're right? once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't missed a week. We haven't missed a Monday but in But you started at 280. Yeah, we did. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a weird that. numbering. Yeah, yeah it's a weird numbering. And we skip every seven. We're yeah, it's like, like dog. It's dog years in podcasting. Dog years of podcasting. <laughs> no, it's seven straight years of every Monday. Wow. I know. It's a production meeting. We've gone through two movies. We're working on our third documentary now, a sequel to The Truth Is Out There. Oh, excellent. A documentary on conspiracies. So we start that end of September. Going to do the same thing, go around the world. We're going to South America mm-hmm. and over to uh, see the underground, last of the underground Nazi UFO bases in Czechoslovakia, like wow. that kind of thing. I Wait, know. I'm sorry. You say that like it's something everybody should know. Like yeah, the Eiffel Tower. You know, you know, the Nazis had a UFO uh, anti gravity flying project, apparently, and, and then they filled in the bases. Uh, that were underground, these deep underground bases. They just filled them in with mud. And then there's a guy over in Europe who's sending us pictures of like in wooded areas, just says, Achtun. And then you open up a hatch and the lights are still on and there's a ladder that goes way the hell down there. And well, What about the, did somebody dig out the mud? Uh, well, no, you can use the uh, ground sensing radar and so you can see it. And then that one shaft that, that had water at the bottom of it, but there's like water and mud. Yeah. You haven't dug them out, but you can see basically the outline of it and there's stuff in there. Well, when you're there, are you going to dig them out? Yeah, that's uh, just the two of us. <laughs> shovel. <laughs> 20,000 cubic tons of you know, Czechoslovakian mud. That's just a couple days. Maybe. Just a couple yeah. days. Yeah. I think a it's going to be. fans and chip in. That is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fans, listen. It's like finding the ET cartridges in Mexico. I know. Wasn't that great? <laughs> yeah. That they spent so much time. Hey, we got a million ET Atari games. Get on you, kids. Why not? Let's see how bad the game is. Oh, it's really bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it now, how bad it was. I think they should have left it buried. Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> well, here they are. Oh, good. 
Now let's recycle them, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So that sounds really awesome. You're going to mm-hmm. go see it, all these kind of like conspiracy sites. And, conspiracy sites. Uh-huh. And the fog, uh, when we did our first documentary. You're all about, funded on this one? All uh, set? Yeah, we got a couple of producers that are doing 100% funding. So we're not oh, even going to do crowdsourcing of any sort, I don't think. Though I shouldn't drew up on my trip so soon. But uh, yeah, all, the, the uh, initial funding is all in place for pre-production and, and traveling. But um, when we shot the first documentary, The Truth Is Out There, mm-hmm. which you can see at truth-is-out-there.com. Or why don't you just download it from Comedy Film Nerds? Or download it Comedy Film Nerds. See, that's so much easier. Should have said that. Uh, <laughs> we had hundreds of hours of footage, and a lot of it pertained to ancient uh, wisdom and uh, different uh, tangents that we couldn't really follow in the two and a half hours that the movie runs. So sure. we went, oh, let's keep this. And now all of that footage will now lead us on a new journey of conspiracy, but with history involved. So it's not contemporary oh, ones, awesome. but we follow it back through history. Hence, Nazi flying saucers and stuff like that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I can't wait to see this movie. I know. It's right? fantastic. That'd be really cool. You had me at Nazi flying saucers. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, sure. oh my God, I okay. can't wait to yeah, see this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. serious. Yeah, if the entire movie was Nazi flying saucers, I think <laughs> I we think would there watch is it. one like that, actually. Oh, I'm I think, not surprised. Yeah, I know. There, I think there's a fictitious one, and then there's one that sort of like tries to examine. Like what really acting. happened? Yeah, where there's Piece like it together. there's like these weird contraptions out in the middle of Germany that are like, what was this? And then there's a picture of like a UFO, like the 1950s one that seems to be hovering, wow. and they're like doing perhaps it was just maglev stuff, but you mm-hmm. know magnetic levitation, but still they were working on it. And this is 1945. Wow, you know. good for them. Good yeah. for them. Good for the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> genius fellers. That's them. They created meth <laughs> and perfected genocide. Good for them. Good for them. Good on you. Dude, Good on things. you, Hitler. What? A t- and snappy dressers. <laughs> oh, um, so let's talk about some in theaters movies. Yes, why not? Theaters. So now I I I want to talk about Edge of Tomorrow because I was actually like I said I was excited to see this movie, yeah. but I haven't seen it yet. But really? you saw it. I want to hear your take on. All right, I was in um, where was I? Somewhere in Kentucky or Tennessee. Anyway, I saw it in America. I was in the United <laughs> States. Yeah, okay, let's start there. Um, and. Uh, I had a lot of reservations about this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially after the last summer sci-fi thing. Yes. I was like, is this Oblivion? Oblivion. Yeah. I, Oblivion. Like, I know. That's what I was going to... I was like, is just another Oblivion with a crazy twist ending? Right. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but, but no. Edge of Tomorrow, it's not a perfect film. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this was amazing. But it's got some really solid moments to it. Cool. Right? And, you know, it's Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. He's being all Tom Cruise-y, but mm-hmm. I'm, put him in a suit, battle aliens... It was interesting and it was compelling and the the, the Groundhog Day storyline, for those of you who haven't seen, he he he's in this war zone, in this futuristic war zone battling aliens, and every time he dies, he comes back right. and gets to kind of relive it. So um Just like tour duty. Just like yes, exactly. yeah, it's a video game. It is, yeah. it is. Um so the reason why he's put into the war zone was stupid. Um that 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 plot device, I was like, ugh. This is dumb. But I got over that quickly because it was interesting. And I'm going to say this. I've always liked Emily Blunt. Yeah. If you would have told me, oh, she's going to be a really good action star, I would have said, no. Right. She's great. Oh, cool. I heard it's her movie. She's a fucking badass, man. See, this is what I say about all future action films. It has to be a strong female lead in it now. Yes. Salt, all of these things. Like, you can no longer do the expendables, like guys being so super macho, because it'll lose... 
like a 50% of your audience. And especially now when we're in a day and age where there's like, you know, there's women's you UFC. Got Hunger Games. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, like, you got to have, like, even if it's like a tag team, like a guy and girl, sure. like that, absolutely. I think that is the future of action films because everybody's like, oh, we have to find the next action star. You're going to find it in a female. You're not going to find your next Get a, and here, and here's, here's what they did correctly. They got a woman that's a great actress. Right. right. She is a very skilled actress. And, you know, a lot of the characters that she plays are, are women with a lot of sort of vulnerability and, and you know, that sort of cute English charm and softness to her. Right. right. So then when you put that, and this is what Emily Blunt did as a... As a uh, as an actress, and I think, and I like Doug Liman's films. I think right, he's a right. good action director. I really like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So he he's he does a fine job directing the right. action. In this, but what what they what, why the casting was correct, the direction, and her choices as an actress were great was because she was like, it's the future. The human races, you know, they did quick backstory. Right mm-hmm. here's where we're at, like Pacific Rim type like backstory, yeah, yeah. like they, right that like goes right right into, right into it. it. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. into it. This mm-hmm. is what they invaded. Here's where the battle is. Go. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has taken on this like I got a kick ass, and so she has to keep all this vulnerability that's there, right, at bay because she's a fucking soldier with the fate of humanity on her shoulders. And it was like she was so great, and and to. To get that across in a big budget action in a summer action movie is not easy. Not easy at and all. And we complain a lot about it on this show when they when when action movies miss the mark because right. they're all just about the special effects and the explosions right. and they're missing the humanity. With her, her humanity is great and it has a hilarious. It has a great. This movie has a great sense of humor. No, fantastic. Oh, cool. Which is spell missing in so Lyman. many things. Yeah. It's Doug Lyman, yeah, which yeah, he's yeah. very good at. He's like this. If you go back to his first movie, Go. You know, you could see that had a real oh, sense yeah. of humor to it. Yeah, and right. it, so it was, this is a fun summer movie. Like, awesome. I mean, I think it's- So it won you over. It did. It's mm-hmm. a hashtag work it for oh, me. Cool. See, and I think mm-hmm. Oblivion would have been a good movie had they switched the, the roles. If that woman sure. was going out and like finding out that she's got the clone whatever. I, you know, that's being generous to Oblivion. <laughs> I mean, Oblivion I was like every single piece of that movie was cobbled together from like a different sci-fi movie to the point where it was a mess. Yeah, well, right. But if they lowered the budget on that thing, made it more like Moon, uh, that uh, David oh, Bowie's son directed, yeah, yeah. Yeah? And, yeah. and made it uh, grittier like that, and not had to put. Well, a then you bazillion- would. Then you would just watch Moon. That's that's exactly what you're <laughs> no, saying. Right, right, right. Yeah. If you just made it like Moon, and then <laughs> I'd have Moon. You see how great yeah. that would be? You could just have Moon. <laughs> no. If I went to Burger King and they made like a Big Mac, yeah. Oh. And you know what'd have been good if they made a thing yeah. like yeah. a burger yeah. that would be similar to the burger that I wanted at yeah. a different place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Okay, I realize now that that argument is not <laughs> at all. Oblivion was the classic sort of big budget sci-fi Tom mess. Cruise Tom Cruise, movie. like Tom yeah. Cruise, probably had more control over that movie. Well, exactly. Like, and the the economics are Tom Cruise is a hundred million dollars, so we're going to make a two hundred million dollar movie, which then has to bloat the hell out right. in order to get our money back to pay Tom Cruise and Morgan Freeman. And Morgan Freeman, if we just put two unknowns in that sort of thing and lowered it down to like a ten million dollar thing because it's out in the desert and yeah. it's gritty and there's like uh-huh. a whole uh, you know survival thing going on, made him like a Mad Max thing. Then you would have made your money back. It would have been this super cool movie. Yeah, uh, called Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chris is refusing to let you off the hook. I know. Refusing for I am walking into bear traps here. This is normally a good time. If it was just a lower budget with cars in Australia with some rogue cops, it would just be perfect. Who's the idiot now? If every movie could just be about a science fiction Star Wars, ex- ex- there's a Death Star, and it'd be just oh, oh that yeah. yeah, call it Star Wars. Well, that that was all that's no, I can't believe it. Oh my gosh! So okay, yeah, so go see it, and I'm and again, Doug it. Lyman. Swingers, go, Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, you know, I, I even even like Jumper, which wasn't great and sort of missed the mark. He's I, he's a fun director and and he knows he knows how to because of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I think he knows how to deal with giant stars right. and put them in the best position possible. And right. Emily Blunt is a pretty big star. Sure, now. of I mean, course. Big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it's it's definitely worth it. So go, go cool. check this out. Get- well, I saw Maleficent with uh, with the family over the weekend, and uh, I have to say, it was one of those movies that I was like, when we saw, like it was a a visual effects person directing. It's like his first direction, and then we saw how many writers were on. I thought this was going to be a complete disaster, uh, and I have to say, it was more coherent than I thought it would be, no, considering really? all those elements put together. But was it a good movie? No, it wasn't. Oh. It was. Uh, but it was not the disaster I thought it would be. So oh, that's, so that's less kind of, of a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. It's so, only half a car wreck. So I have to say, it's um, it definitely hits that mediocre kids film like level like like kids are gonna love it like my my kids both liked it um but is it a good movie and no and i realized well and i thought about it i'm like well could you judge it as just a kids movie or as a movie and no you you shouldn't let kids movies off the hook there's plenty of great kids movies yeah 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 family movies for the whole crowd yeah so it's um you have to judge it as its merits as a film and Uh this is where it um it it has a lot of problems, and it does look beautiful. Obviously, when you have a, a visual Special effects, effects director. guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, director, it looks beautiful. Some of it looks dumb, like uh, Angelina Jolie's um, cheek implant prosthetics look ridiculous. What? Like, there's absolutely no reason for that. The other whole thing about Maleficent is that, um, and this is all the stuff that Walt Disney put in, and goes back to like um, mythology, is that uh, evil is beautiful and alluring. Right. So you don't necessarily mess with that perfect image of beauty in right. the evil queen. If you go even go back to the animation of Disney, that was a very um, striking image, the way they drew Maleficent. And uh, now you're like kind of messing it up just because you have to put some weird effects in, like contacts <laughs> and like che- weird cheekbones, completely unnecessary. So... One of the problems with this movie is Angelina Jolie hams it up in every single oh, scene. No. Like, literally, it's like a ham and cheese omelet every oh, single no. scene. I'm like, come on, really? I mean, give it a little nuance or depth. And now this is where um, you could see the effect of all these writers is there's a lot of stuff that gets set up, doesn't pay off or pays yeah. off differently. Or like, well, wait, if this happened here, why is this not oh. happening here? And it's you never really understand how you're supposed to feel for Maleficent. Is she a tragic figure? Like you, you look at like Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2, right. a villain that is a good guy that becomes a villain, and but it's a tragic story. Yeah. But in this story, she's like, she does evil things, but then she also does good things. Like she looks out for 
Sleeping Beauty. Like as she's growing up, what? she like watches her in the forest, looks out for her because the they make the fairies that watch her completely incompetent. So they would have <laughs> died if it wasn't for Maleficent saving Sleeping Beauty. So, but That's, she's also the one that cursed her. So there, you're not really well. Yeah, wait, which is which am I sense. supposed to kind of feel? Because I think there was an opportunity here to actually show like the story from a different perspective, kind of like um, a, a, tell the story in a different way, but. <clears throat> a lot of it felt like a missed opportunity, like it mm. kind of missed the mark a little bit. Now, I will say uh, the guy from um, District 9, Shalto Copley. Yeah, he's in it. It's, the f- he, it's in it, and it's the first time I could fucking understand him. <laughs> I really think Andy Utec must have gotten a hold of him to really? teach him English. <laughs> some elocution classes. Yeah, and uh, it was, I can't, it's like he finally was speaking English for the first time. Oh. Because he's so hard to, I mean, that's yeah. not fair. He's, Technically, he was speaking English, but in Elysium, trying to understand one word he says in Elysium. Yeah, yeah. and it's a uh, thick accent. But he's he's a great actor, and he plays like the um, the tragic king that, uh, as kids, you know, they he falls in love with uh, Maleficent, but then you know, know they go certain they go different ways, and it's so. Uh, is this like Once Upon a Time or one of those TV series where they retell has, that? To it them? has some similarities to it, but yeah. it also it's like it sets it up as like. Everything from uh, a tragic hero, a villain story to a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing, but nothing ever like sticks or pays off. Hence, like it, yeah, yeah. And so it, it kind of so it goes all over the map. Yeah, and uh, but I will say it wasn't like a complete like oh my god this is unwatchable. It wasn't because right. the dragon was amazing. You know, there's some cool effects and uh, the acting is good. Uh, Angelina Jolie, which is a weird way, is the weakest part uh, because. She uh, hams it up so much. And it's interesting when you see Angelina Jolie in a role like this, you forget that she's actually a very good actress. Right. Like she's excellent. And you look at like uh, what happens to sometimes these huge giant stars, they all of a sudden are not allowed to do. What Especially in the hands of a visual effects yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah the guy's like, exactly. film he's ever directed. Yeah, yeah. He's been doing visual effects for 20 years. Right, exactly. So this is all of a sudden now, like, I don't even blame her for right. hamming it up. I doubt she was getting very good direction. And as an actress, you know, you remember, no, she's a fantastic actress. This is just a ridiculous role for her that, uh, right, that they're right. not, she's not being directed properly. Well, and so she many looks visual guys and, I know that go into directing go, well, I'm directing everything because you footage you're getting... They all say the same thing. Oh, we'll save it in post. So you get this dreadful footage with horrible performances, and me and my crew make the movie watchable. Yeah, right. So it's that arrogance that you can then come yes. on the other side and go, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, say whatever, yeah, Angelique. Can, I'm going to save it in post. Yeah, you yeah. can definitely see that. Yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. Because there's, like, there's just these um, weird like effects choices that you could tell a thousand more hours went into the effects than <laughs> yeah. directing the actors or getting a coherent script and right. all that stuff. But like I said, it wasn't, it was, it, it was, it was an average film. It could have been a lot better, but it wasn't absolutely horrible. So it's, it was better than I thought it would be, I have to say, but. A base run. Yeah, it was actually, it was a, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, it was like a hit by a pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well, a, we need base runners. Uh, there yeah, you go. yeah, it was a, somebody got walked to first. It's really, that's kind of how wow. it felt. Uh, but it was not a, tr- it was not a strikeout. All uh, right. So it, it again, it was like a missed opportunity, but it wasn't too horrible. But so rent this for your kids when it comes out. Yeah, I would say rent it for your kids. There's I'm not see a it lot on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you'll yeah. you'll definitely see it on a plane. I mean, if if you're just kind of interested in seeing the effects, which are very good, as an adult you like it. If you're interested in a retelling of a classic fairy tale and a compelling story, you might be a little disappointed. Did you see it at the giant El Capitan in Hollywood? No, we actually saw it at one of those uh, Eden. 
movie theaters. Oh, we went to uh, one of those and uh, where they bring food to your table oh, and stuff. That's it's yeah. really what? cool. Dining theaters. Now I will say though, um, not as kid friendly as you would think uh, because they kind of advertise. Now the one at AMC that's twenty one and over. Yeah, twenty one over. But the ones here they advertise. Yeah, it's kids. It's kid friendly and all that stuff. It really isn't because it's you know it's hard. Um, Shark for them knives. to like, yeah, it's shark knives. It's like, you know, they didn't have any kids' cups. And then we, uh, right. <laughs> table with sharp we got, edges we got them bit. literally pretzels. So we thought, okay, you know, they'll like that. Turns out there was like a, you know, a jalapenos in the sauce. And then they, you know, their mouths were on fire. It was hard. I would say like um, dine-in theaters, great for adults, no matter how much they kind of market it. Yeah, bring the kids. It's not really as kid friendly <laughs> as, as uh, you would think. So we probably will not go back there with the kids until they're a little older. I can um, eat jalapenos. I can eat jalapenos. Right. Yeah, yeah. So because days. also the the food is more geared towards adults right. as well. There's not like a kids menu or anything. Yeah. Except for chocolate chip cookies and popcorn. But every movie theater has <laughs> yeah. those. <laughs> so, that yeah. Yeah. That's, so so yeah. Wait, so, that's kids menu. Regular like, movie theater. Yeah. Food is for kids. Yes, really exactly. I want to eat so, jujubes for every meal. <laughs> Yay! Okay. So uh, interesting. Uh, both Edge of Tomorrow and Maleficent both better than we thought they would be going in. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Look at that. So now let's get to smothered this is the movie <laughs> yes. you saw speaking of better than you thought it would yeah. be uh i get an email one day uh from the John nsa schneider yeah nsa no they <laughs> they just read my email yeah. i don't get one going hey we're reading your email just hey takes, how's it going hey, yeah. it's, uh, you should seriously answer the email from three weeks ago yeah. you got sir uh no uh i get an email from john schneider uh, and his people, John Schneider, Dukes of Hazard. Yes, of course. A dad from uh, Smallville. Smallville, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, man, I just wrote and directed this thing called Smothered. It's a horror film. And, uh, you know, check it out. Here's like a, a link to it. Watch it online and uh, write a review. Because, yeah, the IMDb page doesn't even have a photo. It doesn't have a yeah. poster. Right. He's got one photo. It's a cast photo. And right. if you look at that cast photo and you go to horror conventions you will recognize everybody in that photo. Because what I, I apparently he's going to horror conventions. I don't know. Has he done horror movies before? I don't know. His, oh, we uh, have his to, movie, we'd have to yeah. look him up. I'm so not sure. He might sure. be doing these low-budget horror films, and he gets and to go to these conventions. Just and so you guys know, too, the review is up on ComedyFilmNerds.com. Right. It's, uh, but what's so cool is he's taken the actor who's played uh, Freddy. He's played uh, the, another actor who has been Leatherface, in Texas Chainsaw, but not the original ones. It's like the guys who did like uh, Friday the 13th Part 8 right. and Texas Chainsaw 3. And yeah, these he's guys. He's literally been in Snow Beast, Super Shark, <laughs> Return of the Killer Shrews. Oh, who doesn't love Return so of the Yeah, exactly. Yes, I think he's been thrust into this world. So, but now he's written a thing. And, you know, every convention you go to, as you know, you got everybody, all the actors sit around and go, oh man, this is so great, all of us. We should do a movie together. And y'all go, yeah, let's do that. And then you get back home, and of course, you lost everybody's phone number. You don't, nobody right. does the thing about it. Schneider does something about it. He goes, man, we should all do a movie together. I'm going to write and direct it. I'm going to fund it all. And he does And I'm going to get everybody's phone number. And, and he got everybody's phone number from the one convention, <laughs> yeah. it seems. Good first step. Good yeah. first step. But then you see their life. It looks like they're portraying their real selves. Uh, hilarious oh my god Don Shank who I don't know what the hell uh, Shanks has done but he's like this 65 and he's done a lot of stunts he, he's got uh, a huge muscular bone and he's just the biggest ass in this thing so it's like hey get my luggage yeah, blah blah oh my god it's hilarious he's a big uh, idiot on the convention circuit and then they all get paid 
a thousand bucks to go to an RV park to terrorize everybody all night in the RV park. And then what happens is one by one they start dying, and there it turns into an actual horror movie where the tables are turned on them, and they're not the they're the victims and not the uh, killer. I I thought okay, this is gonna be cheese fest, but it's actually surprisingly funny. You're mm-hmm. endeared. There's actual real acting moments. Uh, on top of that. And then the horror parts are actually kind of horrific. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you're like, oh, my God. And, of course, it's got, you know, a couple topless ladies in it. requisite For the kids. Like, it's got all the tropes of all the horror Mm -hmm. movies, all in one horror movie. Yeah, I could have a John Schneider movie without some ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies. (laughs) Ladies. And, of course, Michael Berryman sitting beside him signing autographs. You know that guy from... Oh, yeah. We yeah, Yeah, yeah. saw him at Shriekfest two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you got... It's kind of pretty cool movie for an indie thing. So it's Michael Berryman. He's he's in the movie? He's... Yeah, but he's only... He sits beside John Schneider signing autographs. Like the the scariest Uh, of them all. And he's just like, hey, how are you? We met him. He's the nicest guy. He's the nicest guy. I know. He's so great. So... I don't so, know. Yeah, look, for, I guess it just fi- try to find track this movie down. Yeah, really. what he said uh, in the email, he said, hey, thanks for the review, blah, 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 blah. And he said, well, now we're going to take it to the film festivals and uh, horror film cons. So they're going to show it there and then get it some sort of development distribution you know, deal. Uh, since you know him, put it mm-hmm. out there like when the movie actually is kind of released. Yeah. Have him come back on the show. Yeah, we'll have Look him promote it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have a Duke boy on the show. Look at mm-hmm. Duke boy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. If I were them Duke boys, I'd be getting out of there right about now. Right about now, the Dukes are in a whole mess of trouble. <laughs> How are they going to get out of this? Remember the one episode where the General Lee is heading towards a slow-moving uh, train? And they're being chased. And it's like, and it cuts the camera. Well, they're in a whole mess of trouble. And how do they get it? They hit a pothole, which sends them airborne oh, through course. the open boxcar mm-hmm. that then lands on the other I'm side. Sure that was a pothole that, shaped that like a one ramp. Episode? <laughs> that was every week. They found those Duke boys. I'd, I'd jump on that trampoline with the General Lee. And, you know, <laughs> like, I never understood that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, Smothered, check it out if you can. I hope it gets something in the theaters. Is there a scene where John Schneider goes into a car without opening the door? No. <laughs> no, he missed that. Yeah. God. In fact, Schneider's hardly in it. Oh, he, really? Yeah, he's in it just for a couple scenes as like the the big star. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then it's all the other guys. They're like, oh, there's Schneider. Look at that ass. So it's actually, you know, this they hate that's, great. Hey, that's great. awesome. Totally awesome. Yeah, let them know. We're, we're happy to. We love them yeah, on the yeah. show. Okay, love awesome. The show. I love when we have production meetings on the air. Like, it's yeah. great. <laughs> totally we should great. have them come to a li- have them do a live show. One of the live shows. We'll oh, that'd be great. Oh, that's wouldn't that be we'll cool? Do. Oh, about the podcast festival. Or yeah. how about getting you guys to a horror con? Done Because of what? Of Asylum and all that is released yes. in Latin America. Yeah, yes. we're about to talk about that. Okay. That yes. <laughs> all right. All so right. I want to introduce this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because this is one of the greatest. <laughs> how many years have we been sitting this on this? This has been yeah. like as a guy who... Um, has been just sort of an observer through, through this process. Um, I want to say this is the movie Asylum that Chris wrote the script how many years ago? Uh, at least 10. Okay. More than that. I remember reading it in, when I was still living in the Valley here. Yeah. It was probably 10, 12 years 12, ago. Yeah. 12, yeah. Over 10 years yeah. ago, Chris mm-hmm. wrote the script called Asylum. Um, when we first started working together at Film Nerds, 
whatever, six, seven years ago, you were like, hey, read the script. And there's a part in there, Graham, I thought of you when I wrote this. Right. And I was like, awesome. Um, <laughs> and so this, the mythology of this film is just <laughs> unbelievable. The and marathon the, of and journey. Telling the story, which you'll get into, yeah. it has been... And when you guys, I want everyone to know who listens to this. M most of you are not in show business. Right. You don't work in Hollywood. So you're going to hear this and think, what? this is bullshit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Right. No, it is not. And this is. It sort of happens a lot. This happens a lot. This yeah, kind yeah. of crazy nonsense happens a lot. Now, yeah. what Chris has done with it and <laughs> everything else and why Dean is here to discuss it uh, <laughs> makes this one of the more unique ones. Right. And I hope it. I hope all of you who hear this story then can go see it because after hearing this story and watching it, you'll be it'll be the greatest movie going yeah, to yeah. So entertaining. <laughs> so entertaining. Okay. Okay, so it. that's my introduction Love to the it. movie Asylum. Okay. Chris Mancini, take it away. All right. We'll start out with um, um, my daughter's going to school and she had a new friend and her father was a casting director. So we were talking for a little bit. And it's weird that, like, you know, and this is, as you know, in Hollywood, a lot of business gets done on... Uh, on the soccer field. Uh, on the yeah. soccer field, yes, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, and, you know, lunches and wherever. So we Whole were talking... Foods. Whole Foods, exactly. <laughs> and uh, on play dates. So, <laughs> so we're talking, and he's like, you know, I'm a casting director. It's, I work with a low-budget horror company every once in a while. Uh, you know, if you have any scripts, I'll send them over. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have one, as a matter of fact. So I sent it to him. He sent it over to a company called After Dark... And uh, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, right. all right, well, there's 99% of the time, it's not going to get read. Nothing is going to happen. But what is, so. to give a quick synopsis of what this movie is. This, this movie is oh, a... I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Quick synopsis of what your script, your script yes, is. Yes, where my script yeah, was. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie is called Asylum, and it's about a SWAT team that investigates demonic possession in an insane asylum. Right. And as the Seems movie progresses, um, we see that there's a conspiracy underneath that the uh, goings-on of the asylum actually is related to some of the people in the SWAT team, and it um, kind of snowballs from there. Right. And and it all takes place in... One location. One location, which yes. for you guys, that's a, that is a key element when you're doing low budget is because a producer... Save money. Or, yeah, a yes. money person goes, oh, we could just get... A building. A building for three weeks. Right, yeah. and shoot it. Maybe right. four mm. if we need to, and shoot, and we could get the whole movie done. Think of that. And beforehand, this is a kind of this is the script in the movie that's been, uh, let me back up just a little bit. It's been in development or um, like getting close to being made many, many times. And at one point, it was um, in development as a video game with a company in the I UK. Yeah. And at the same time, it was being developed with Stan Winston's studio, Stan right. Winston's company before Big he passed away. Guy. Yeah. Big special effects yeah, guy Stan as. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I remember that when it was like, yeah. holy shit, Stan Winston, this yeah. amazing He's gonna produce guy. It. Yeah. And it was like, mm -hmm. this will be great. Yeah. yeah. And he would because make again, all the creatures and stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. part of the low budget was like, we got to find, you're always talking about, we need a low budget effects person. Right, right. Who can pull it off. Pull it off, because all the, the, yeah, the money shots. That's a lot of, right. that's a lot of this budget is the effects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's then all of a sudden you have the best in the business now attached. Right. <laughs> wants, wants. wants to do it. Exactly. When I heard the story, so, I was like, this sounds yeah. awesome. Right. So, so, and then as a lot of things do, it falls apart. So, 
Um, so what happened is it went to After Dark, and then I didn't hear anything for a couple weeks. And then they said they really like the script. They want to meet with you. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go in. I meet. Um, they seem really cool right. at the time. Low budget hard, kind of like you know, giving new filmmakers new voices all the chance. They did a couple Roger of cool Corman movies. Is she? Yeah, yeah. Like right. and uh, this is their thing. Seconds was, apart, low budget hard. Yeah. And they released like five or six movies of like a million yes. or less a year. Right. And you're like. Awesome. That sounds, sounds good. Perfect. So um, they bought it. They right. um, they wrote a check. Yeah, they wrote a check. They bought the script, and then I did a proposal to direct, and I was on the short list to direct. Uh-huh. And I brought in all of my storyboards and proposals. Brought my special effects guys in. I brought a crew list of all production designer from uh, all these uh, you know these shows right. like from Babylon Five mm-hmm. and all the people that I know. And, yeah, and crew, yeah, like yeah. here's all the people that would work on this at a discounted rate so we could get this movie in at the 1.4 million that we would need to. Right. So, uh, and this is where it was like, great. And then I was here, okay, you're on the short list. It looks good, you know, and then... Kind of, I'm here thinking, well, if he gets the gig, I got a job. Well, yeah, got a exactly. Job. And we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, everybody's we, working. Yeah. As a company, we were yeah. like, well, if, and it started to feel like this could happen. We're like, right. well, and there was even a timetable, like, and I was like, well, shit, we're going to be... Shooting is for a month. Right. I better right. book off, not yeah. get, a, get well, on we'll the road. Lock, we're all going to lock out this time. Yeah, Absolutely. Right? And it's all going to go through. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah then, done. Book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this, this is where things started to go south. As uh, <laughs> uh, I got an email, and it was just a very short email saying, yeah, they're um, moving the production to Bulgaria, and they're hiring a Bulgarian director. Sorry, <laughs> knew you kind of wanted to direct it. Maybe next time. So, And I'm like, what? Oh, my God. So um, don't hear anything for a year, maybe something like that, as they're right. shooting it. So I know it, they were shooting it. Stephen Rhea is going to be in it from The Crying Game. What, I'm big like, deal? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, great. And, and Chris, when he called me that information, he was obviously disappointed, as yeah. was I. But I said, hey, dude, yeah, you sold the, the script. Movie. Sold the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sold the script. It. It'll be your writing credit on a big exactly. thing with the Stephen Rhea movie. This is good yeah. for our company. Blood, Fantastic. Blood. So it's still, it's still a win. Right. So one would think. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> At this point, it still felt like a win. Under the traditional definition <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the win. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So then um, some stills start coming out, and then a trailer comes out, uh, and it has a presence at Comic-Con. We saw it at Comic-Con. We went to Comic-Con. We went over to, I remember we, yeah, were, we were, I think we were the, at Jonathan London's booth. This is two Comic-Cons yes. ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and you were like, hey, man, we need to go over to the After Dark Yeah, booth. yeah. And we go over there, and we meet the After Dark people, and they have this booth with all of their projects coming out. We see a quick trailer, and we're like, fuck, that's oh, this awesome. Is awesome. This is yeah. awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is great. So the trailer, and then I notice on the poster... There's another writer's name on it. What? In addition, to my, hmm, I wonder how much they changed the script. This is interesting. <laughs> so don't hear anything for a little bit more. And yeah. I'm like, hey, when's this movie coming out? And like, nothing, nothing. So, you know, we see, but the trailer was good. I like the trailer. I'm like, well, it's not what I would have shot, but it looks like, okay, this is going to be a decent horror movie. It's not, not? it's not bad. Again, all not it, bad. Because we just kept thinking like, well, let's just get in business with these guys. Because exactly. we'll sell them yeah. another thing. We could right. yeah, yeah, turn yeah. them out with them. Yep. Yeah, be the That's thing. exactly right. Um, so, uh, I don't hear anything for a while. Then they call me and they say, well, we need to meet with you. I'm like, okay. okay. And then they confirm the meeting three times. No one confirms the meeting three times. <laughs> you're definitely coming, right? Yeah. They, they I, literally I, did that. And on the way, they called me on the way. It was like, you're still coming, right? I'm like, wait, what's going on? Why yeah, are just they don't heard? bring any weapons. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't look online. Then, don't research yeah, it out. Yeah. And, like and what the meeting's about. And, and the last phone She's call was... on where the yeah, lunch yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be hot food. Yeah, yeah. There might be some 
delicious beverages? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what happened. They said the last phone call was like, you know, I don't think we're going to meet at the office. Why don't we meet at the bar down the street? Oh, dear Lord. And I was like, Because we're really? all drinking heavily already. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I meet them at the bar. I'm like, this is a little weird, but okay. And I so, think you, we had... I either got a phone call or some text from me. You were like, yeah, I don't know. This is going south. And we were all like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Even yeah. before you got into the bar, so you knew it was going it, south? It, it, I had some little couple yeah. warnings. Well, a triple, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. triple confirmation. Triple confirmation it really like, is never. No one thinks thou protest no one wants too much. To meet, yeah, no one yeah. wants to meet with you that badly if you're an artist <laughs> exactly. in Hollywood. Unless, unless, to meet with you. Unless there's a problem. Right. <laughs> so... Uh, I meet with them, and then it's so funny. They still would not tell me what was going on until I had one or two drinks. They literally were buying me drinks before they told me what happened. So this is the story that they told me. They said um, the producer that they trusted for the film, with the film, went rogue. Literally, (laughs) literally, yeah, literally threw the script away, shot his own film in Bulgaria, created an unwatchable mess for 88 minutes, and now they have nothing to deliver to Lionsgate, Dude. which is with their output deal. Lord. So that, I'm like, at that point, my face was just like, it was just blank. I'm like, I, and, and then in my head, I'm like, well, I couldn't have heard those words right. strung together How properly. How do you respond to that? Yeah, yeah. and what's the, was it a Bulgarian producer that went rogue, or was it one of theirs? It was like one a, of theirs that they worked with. From that, Holly, a guy flew from L.A. to Bulgaria, yeah. then once he was there... Went nuts. Went nuts, threw the yeah. script out, yeah. and just shot something just he wanted shot, to. Just shot, yeah, that was had... They're not one page of my script ended up in he that movie. He gave me a DVD of it or something. Or <laughs> Did you something. see it? I watched it and he goes, Graham, you gotta watch this. And I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, now at that point, I hadn't read the script in probably a year or two. Right. Yeah. But I was watching it. it and I was like, I, ca- I think I called Chris about 30 minutes in. It was like, is there anything <laughs> from your script in here? Or am I just not remembering correctly? And he goes, no, Graham, there's nothing. There's the title. Yeah, yeah. They kept the, the title. title. There's Asylum. a SWAT the team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they're they're Bulgarian now, Bulgarian. and they're uh, Bulgarian all white bald men with very thick accents, yeah. and a couple of are they women, trying to speak English? They're trying. Yes, they have very. They're trying like, to speak English. Will go, and it, 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 Dean, it's shit that does not make sense. Yeah, at it all. literally makes no I sense. I mean, literally like the room style. Yeah. Doesn't ah, make sense. So, and they uh, so <laughs> glad to they, be part of this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, because what what they said is uh, this movie came out so bad that we need you to fix it. And I said, well, how am I possibly going to fix it? They said, well, it came out so bad that we want you to make it a comedy. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to need to see it first. Right. So then that's when I took it right. home and I gave you a copy too. And uh, I almost threw up as I was watching this. <laughs> and I, literally, I was sick to my stomach. Oh, I, I had watching. to talk Chris off the yeah, ledge. Yeah, it was, oh, it was, this was when I was like, I, I can't fucking believe this is oh, happening. This God. is ridiculous. I mean, there was like, I'm yeah. quitting show business. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah there, was, there was definitely those. Why do I do this? Because it was, work for it Apple. was nonsensical. And then after I watched it, I came up with the idea. <laughs> and right. this is what I came up with. It's a perfect set. Yeah. And I said to them, I said, the only way we can make this movie watchable is if we shine a light on it and make it a mystery science theater and also show how a low-budget production company ruins a fucking movie. <laughs> so this is when I wrote a bunch of uh, wraparound scenes. And this is where Dean and Mike Schmidt and a couple other people come in. And, it, and it's all behind the scenes at a horror movie company as they fucking ruin the movie. <laughs> right. And then the rest of it is Mike Schmidt and another editor watching the footage and commenting on it as the movie is playing. Right. Joe keep comments. Right. So, and, and then, then I play the asshole producer with the yeah, oblivious yeah. to everything. Oh, it was so, so funny. And it was the, like so great to And me. I was like, thinking when I pitched this, I said, well, there's no way they're going to go for this. Right. It's like they're... Because you're ruining the movie. Yeah, yeah. Basically, 
I'm showing what the, you guys the disaster did. Yeah. that the whole thing is. And they went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. The yeah. smartest yeah. decision they've ever yeah. made. Yeah. And they said, okay. And then my favorite part was that after that, I was like, yeah, but we're, we can't pay you to fix it. And I was like, what, what do you mean you can't pay me to fix it? And then my reps got on the phone. And they started giving my reps shit on the phone. And finally, my reps then, now wait, my reps just stopped and went, wait a minute. You're not doing him a favor. He's doing you the favor. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, right. Uh, and pretty much shut it down, all their bullshit. And so the deal I got, and this was an amazing deal, and this is probably why they won't return my calls anymore, <laughs> is that in, uh, for, in exchange for fixing their movie, I got all the rights back to my original script so uh, we can make it again. And I kept the money. Which we're going so, to Which we're make. going to make it Fantastic. properly. Uh, so we, um, and then the next fight started. The next fight was that uh, we're going to shoot this in Baton Rouge. Oh, I said, yeah. I said, Baton Rouge? There's a million comedians in L.A. and you have offices. We could just shoot it there. Why would you possibly shoot it in Baton Rouge? Well, there's a lot of reasons, blah, blah, Tax blah, blah. I said, and I said, okay, well, then I'll, let me, I'll fly some comedians down. And they go, no, we'll just use an improv troupe in Baton Rouge. <laughs> oh, these people no one's ever heard of? <laughs> because comedians and actors, as you know, are completely replaceable. Yeah, you know, I yeah. get that improv troupe from Baton Rouge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they work once a month. Yeah, it's a comedy hotbed. Bad yeah, yeah they're uh, you know because comedians and actors interchangeable. Oh yeah, doesn't matter. And doesn't especially matter when you are. need them to improvise on camera. Oh yeah, definitely well, get the kids good. from Baton Rouge. Yeah, wasn't that one guy who couldn't read the Miranda rights? Wasn't he? The oh one my god, local yeah, actor he was. That was like he was I'm the not one. Not going to say his name, but it was hilarious. And he was not even an actor. So, and the funny <laughs> thing is, well, I called a, a comedian that I did know down in. Uh, uh, New Orleans, Orleans yes. uh, uh, Jody Borello, Jody. To be very funny. and very funny, and she's great. And the first thing she says to me when I call her, she goes to me, "You know, there's no one down here, right?" <laughs> I said, "I know." <laughs> so I called Dean and I said, "Look, I got, I need some help. I got to get some actors to do this." And Dean's like, "Well, what's what's the project?" And he's like, oh, "I'm free. I'll do it." I'm you like, "Yes, yeah. score." So, yeah, and then they gave me shit about bringing Dean Hagland down. This is what what was like insane. They're like, That's "I don't know. For some I don't know reason, if we can afford it." Yeah, yeah plane tickets for Dean and Mike Schmidt yeah. Yeah. was still better than shooting it in L.A.? Yeah. It made no sense. And you just took $1.4 million, went to Bulgaria and threw it in a well. And you're yeah. complaining about some airfare for uh, you know for people that are trying to fix the movie. So, oh, my God. And I, I knew I was going to have a fight all the way through. And at first I said I need two cameras in three days to get all this done. It was like 15 pages of script. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and I knew this would happen. It goes down to one camera, two days. <laughs> and you know what? I fucking nailed it a day and a half. We were done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was we, really uh, fast. We uh, because you guys knew what you were doing. I knew what we wanted to get, and it, the the great thing too was when you go down, especially as a director with a new crew, they're always apprehensive. Yeah, and it's like, oh, who's this guy coming in? It's mm -hmm. you know because they're a crew that have worked together before. They're Baton Rouge guys, yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, about four hours in, I knew I had won them over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they, they, they came up and were like, you know what, this is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, you know, they started talking to you and started talking to the actors and, yeah, yeah. and especially the AD. Now when I was um, getting in um, getting in discussions with the uh, producers, it's like, well, you can't do this, we want to train you this. And then the AD would immediately have my back. Well, this is what the director wants. Oh, so that's lovely. It was, it was fantastic. So oh, I, I had won them over. And uh, the voiceover with Mike and the other editor, um, uh, I can't remember his name right now. He was, right. He was one of the other actors that uh, they had brought in. Uh, it's great. I mean, when you hear all the stuff that they're doing, and it's really, really funny. And, uh, and I think, okay, well, this could be a great cult movie. Could be. This wait, point, wait, 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 wait,
Bulgaria. Oh, that's ah. right, too. I couldn't say Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah, they made, they, there was these stupid random changes, so I had to call it Bulvania. Bulvania, I forgot about that. I had to change it to Bulvania. Because we couldn't say Bulgaria, and I even talked to, like, my attorney, production attorney, it's like, yes, you can. Why? Yeah, of course why, you like, can say Bulgaria. Is the country going to sue yeah, you? Yeah, yeah exactly. trademarks. We trademark our country, <laughs> Bulgaria. It's shit like that that you go, oh, these idiots don't know what the oh fuck my God. they're doing yeah, at totally. all. And when then my, the my favorite part was, too, there was a couple lines that uh, I had to change because maybe I hit too close to home. Like, you you couldn't get arrested for international money laundering. Like, we had to change that. They would not let us say international money laundering. And then that's what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there was one outburst that you had originally. It was like, writers, actors, it doesn't fucking matter. All that matters is that it's non-union. And then that had to go. Because I didn't know what you kept or what you didn't keep. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I just blabbered on until and the camera it, stopped. It, it, it was it was great. It was so much fun. And it was one of those moments that I have to say, as shitty as the whole experience was, that moment of shooting with like Mike and Dean and directing and the other actors and being able to kind of visualize everything that we wanted to do yeah. was fantastic. Was for fun. those, yeah. And then we, you know, we had um, uh, New Orleans cuisine for uh, yeah, two right. nights. A lot of days. I, like, I was telling you, I was like, you know, when you were, after you were kind of coming down from being really disappointed, I said, basically, you got paid a decent amount of money. To shoot this thing for three days because you got the rights back. Yeah, you make it the rights back. back. Yeah, that. I mean? so, yeah. That, that so it's a me, wash. It was it was a total yeah. wash. And yeah. I've seen the some of the scenes with Dean and stuff like that. They're I hilarious. They're hilarious. Ah, thanks, man. Dude, you're you're so fucking funny. The oh, shit that you say. Yeah. Oh my god. And gosh. one of the uh, feedback was too that finally even the producers realized, oh, Dean's really funny. Is it really the professional <laughs> actor that's been improving and doing acting for twenty years? <laughs> that guy, He's, uh, that guy you like what he was doing? Right. And then they then they told one of the other actors, not Mike. The the other actor is like, we really love what Dean's doing. It with his improv just say whatever you want <laughs> and no that no. and that what amazes me too is it's like that's not what you were doing right. it's improv yeah. improv is not just saying whatever you you're want. driving the story you're, you gotta drive. you're driving you the story you make character. sure it doesn't conflict with anything in a previous scene it's uh, in character it's it's driving the story everything relationship really, yeah, yeah everything you no, did. just talk yeah no, just <laughs> talk that's all you have to do it's so easy well that's what stand-up is right yeah yeah, yeah just you're just you're talking but so, your life and stuff so, so it was it was unbelievable. So <laughs> I know. So I delivered. Oh, and this and then they said, uh, "Well, we're not editing it in L.A. We're editing it in Baton Rouge." I said, "But I'm flying back to L.A. How am I going to edit it?" Yeah. And so it took so long to get a director's cut together because the editor had to do edits and passes and then send me through QuickTimes, the little segments and footage. So it took forever back Lord. and forth. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is clearly saving a lot of money and time <laughs> yeah. and production well, to have the director know, and editors in different in uh, states. In fairness to them, LA doesn't have a lot of film production stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, that there is isn't true. a lot. There isn't yeah, a lot of editors. I think every laptop has Final Cut on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. It's not a lot of equipment, not a lot right. of uh, staff. No, you know? there's not a lot of people working in film and <laughs> right. TV in LA, so it's, oh it makes sense God. to go to Baton Rouge. Dear Lord, so so anyway, I delivered the director's cut, didn't hear anything for a while, and then they asked, do you still want a credit on the movie? This is months later. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I do. I mean, sure. Because I'm actually uh, proud of how, you know, all of that we did. Yeah. yeah. And how we kind of put it together and saved the movie. So they said, all right. I said, well, did you make any changes? Well, we made some minor changes on your All right. Now I'm going to need to see this. So I had to go back and actually go to their studio and watch to see what changes they'd made to mine. And the changes they made were um, 
there weren't that many, but they were really dumb. Like they cut like uh, um, the casting director Jody's scene like halfway through, so you have no idea she's the casting director. Like they cut, they don't cut her walking in. So I'm like, well, what what are they talking about? Like really dumb edits. And then they dropped out uh, some of Mike Schmidt's jokes. And I said, why did what? you drop? Why did you drop out his jokes? Now there's literally dead air. The last thing you ever want in any movie, uh, movie or comedy. TV or comedy is dead air. Even a joke that doesn't always land is better than dead air. Yeah. And they said, well, we focus grouped it, and it didn't really... Um, Fo- uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> focus group means the morons in your office. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Not- you showed it around the office. Yeah, it means you showed it to four interns yeah. is what that means. And, and, and you high. showed it to the improv troupe in Bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't get Mike Schmidt's... <laughs> so, like, there's references. a joke uh, that um, there's a big, like, industrial area area and uh in in the asylum and uh mike schmidt goes um what is this metropolis and uh and then he he goes uh um fritz lang just turned over in his grave because i mentioned his film during this film (laughs) 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 and then kind of well uh you know our fan base may not know uh what Metropolis? No, they would exactly know what Metropolis exactly. is. Anybody who watches movies knows Metropolis. So <sighs> it was ridiculous. So I'm like, all right, I just, at that point, I had washed my hands of it. So I'm like, yeah, all right, let's way. see when it comes out. So then they stopped returning phone calls and emails. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> a little weird. I mean, because I can help promote it. I can be very instrumental in getting this movie out. It never got released. And then Mike Schmidt gets an email from a fan saying, oh, my God, I just saw you uh, in this movie that you're talking over it and making fun of it uh, on HBO Latin America because he was in Mexico. (laughs) So it got released in HBO Latin America. It's on HBO somewhere. And then also I saw on IMDb, it's like in Japan. So there's this weird slow release Mm. of the movie, but I don't know if we'll ever see it in this country. Right. This is that thing that happens at AFM, the American (laughs) Film Market every year, where there's like a room and it's full of these what the hell movies are these things with like names you sort of recognize recognize yeah and then like one person comes in from like japan going what do you have oh hey we got a whole here take the whole library <laughs> yeah for ten thousand dollars here yeah. you're like oh okay yeah. and then they, like you. somebody writes a check and they got yeah. The and they know, yeah they don't yeah. know what, what's in that library and then they yeah. like get all these dogs and you have to show them somewhere that has yeah. the that has that feel to it yeah, <laughs> absolutely totally because yeah. when i was in thailand i watched hbo and it's the same thing there's like uh Shatner and Rob Lowe in a submarine yeah. movie. Like, what? <laughs> what? 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 Yeah. Where do I find that movie? <laughs> when did this get shot? I'm I don't so know. on board with that. Right so what's amazing is that now I have a movie did he that say I have. Warp Factor 5? Wow, that would have been Please. great. Please. Please. He was actually the bad guy. In, oh, uh, of course he was. Arm non photon torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Lowe was in like a tight fitting suit. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, totally. And he, he got blows. wet. Oh, there was yeah. a leak in the submarine. His other shirt got wet. It always happened. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see. I have to yeah. see this movie. Totally. Can't remember what it was called. It was like, man, I know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Even if it was called Shatner and Rob Lowe in a submarine, <laughs> I would see it. Yeah. That's, that's, I got to make that movie. <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. So, somewhere in the world, there's a movie floating around that I uh, wrote and co directed with yes. a Bulgarian director who I'm sure spoke very little English uh-huh. uh, that has um, Stephen Rea, Mike yeah. Schmidt, and Dean Haglin in it. Look at that. <laughs> And as I said, there's a movie theater here in L.A. that imports or somehow oh. sneaks Mexican movies up to show them if in If anyone sees this movie, you have to let us know. Yes, immediately. Absolutely. Like, let us know it, where you then, saw yeah. it, where you see it. And then uh, and, uh, you could even bug After Dark to release it. <laughs> ah, 
Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> because it's, uh, I don't know if it's it's Lionsgate or who's sitting on it, but somebody's uh, oh. sitting on it in this country. Oh, Man, if we, could get, if we could get After Dark to just get us a copy. If anyone finds a DVD, get it and get send it. it to us because yes. we'll have yeah. a screening. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yes. God. Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. That is hilarious. <laughs> we'll have a Q&A. Oh, my with God. We definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> We'll fly on Jody Barello for yeah, that. Exactly. Absolutely. What were you thinking in that scene? Yeah. Like, what? I don't. I don't know how to get out of here. And, and where's Where's a good Creole restaurant? Yeah. Exactly. That's and, and, and that's what. That's literally what we were doing. Totally. And, and, like looking for a great restaurant. Yeah. And uh, and we had we had this giant bowl of crawfish. Remember that? Oh and then, yeah. And then uh, the other thing we learned about Baton Rouge: uh, you can't get a cab to save your life. That's so, right. Wow. So it, it got so up, bad. Like scared to pick it, people up. I it guess. got so bad one night. Um, the bartender had to bring us back Remember to the hotel. hotel. That's right. We're yeah. standing outside the restaurant for an hour. Yeah. yeah and he's, and he's, he's finished cleaning up, and he comes yeah. out. What are you guys still doing here? He's like, we're waiting for a cab. cab yeah. Uh, get in the car. I'll yeah. Yeah. Me. He took us back to the. I know. Because you'll never get a cab here. Yeah. That's how Shatner and Pablo ended up in a submarine. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, why don't we do a movie together? Yeah, yeah. Good idea. that's how uh, that's how I had All to right. pay for Dean Haglund's hotel room. I yeah. had to trade in my rental car, and I said, if you give up your rental car, then we'll pay for Dean's hotel room. Jesus, that's, uh, that's literally the yeah, that's the literal flim flammy bullshit that they oh were pulling. My God, great love after dark. So disappointed we're not doing more business with that. Company. Yeah, isn't that yeah. weird? It's Boy, so how weird. how it, it doesn't work out. Yeah. All right, so check out Asylum. Yeah. Somebody find it and send <laughs> us a copy. somewhere in the world. Yeah, it's like the, check it's it out. It's like the the Star Wars Christmas. Someone totally. send yeah. us some DVDs. Someone's got it. Scavenger hunt. Global. All right. Speaking of DVDs. The Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Yeah. Loved it. I saw it on one of the flights. Isn't it great? Loved oh, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So great. Such a fun movie. If, yep. you, if anyone out there has not seen it, you guys, go, you got to check it you out. You got to check it out. Yeah. It's a I sing that song now all the time. It's like so stuck in my, the earworm song that they, yeah. like everybody sings. Yeah, yeah. Just my girlfriend and I just like, anytime we screw, like, you know, the dogs are shit on the floor or something, then we just go, everything <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, just wash over it's it. It's such a fun yeah. movie. Yeah. Check that out. And awesome. yet another great movie grand budapest hotel really enjoyed this movie too. yeah and i think i'm gonna check it out like i said i saw it on the plane but you know it's small screen sound wasn't that great i really want to check it out at home and watch you, the you DVD. gotta see yeah. just because the way wes anderson composes a shot right you I really agree. need to see it yes. on a nice screen tv like don't watch right. it on your laptop or whatever or your phone yeah yeah and apparently it's uh it's the funniest movie you've seen when you watch the first time and then the saddest movie you've seen Oh, when you watch it the right. second time. Really? Yes. You know, it's interesting you say that because we had this discussion, I think it was in Tokyo, on the Tokyo episode, because Chris, you had just watched right. it on mm-hmm. a plane and we were talking about Wes Anderson. And so on the flight back from Tokyo to LA, they had Rushmore. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I watched that movie again. Now, I've seen that movie a bunch of times. It's probably one of my favorite, it's it's my favorite Wes Anderson movie and yeah. one of my top 20 movies of all time, I mm-hmm. think. yeah. And again, you watch that movie again, and it's like there's some heavy stuff. Some in that dark, film. heavy stuff for sure. Really dark, heavy stuff. And Bill Murray delivering it too. He's a he's a Vietnam vet. Yeah, you know, um, uh, vindictive, vindictive, mean, horrible family life. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's depicted thing. as sort of light and funny, but it's really intense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jason Schwartzman's in his character, his mom is dead and having to deal with that. And, and yeah. there's these, these really subtly painful moments in yeah, that yeah. film. I mean, you know, he falls in love with his teacher and she kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. Weird. weird. And she, her husband is dead. Yeah. Like, it's it's a, yeah. yeah. And, and, you wouldn't anyway, think it's a comedy. It's a great, anyway, here's a funny tie in between these two online. Somebody actually built the grand Budapest hotel in Lego. Oh, oh yeah. cool. Awesome. <laughs> I'd like to see that. See, 
All right, so check those guys out. Coming right. out this week, Think Like a Man 2. Now, I do, again, with what? sequels, I'm not sure if you'll be lost or not if you didn't see the first one. Right. So. I don't even think I knew there was a first. There is. Mm-hmm. If you saw the first one, you'll see the second one. Right. I don't think anything we're going to say is going to make you go either way. <laughs> yeah. You're on board or you're not. Yeah. Think Like a Man also would be a better title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Jersey Boys. Now, this is, I believe. Clint Eastwood directed Clint Eastwood, this. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. But I, I never bought a scene it on Broadway or every Stage West dinner theater that that thing showed up at. So why would I go see <laughs> this? This is one of the rare occasions that uh, my wife actually asked me. Is like, you know, will you take me to see Jersey Boys? And I had to, I said uh. no. <laughs> I said, uh, oh, you know, that's a, so uh, that's a, uh, I went to see Wicked. With yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is, that, a, this that, is why don't you go with one of your girlfriends? I actually, yeah, I, you I, saw Jersey Boys on stage. No, I, I had no interest in seeing it on stage, but I, the trailer that I've seen and knowing mm-hmm. that it's Clint Eastwood, if it wasn't Clint Eastwood, I don't know that I would be on board. Right, right. It's and Christopher Walken is yeah. a mobster, maybe. I think I want to see it. This will be mm-hmm. our compromise. We'll go see the movie together. Oh yeah, see, yeah that we'll makes go, up we'll for go, the fact yeah, you yeah. didn't yeah. take it. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, okay. Well, the. Um, so yeah, I, I had no interest in seeing um, the show at all with Jersey Boys, even though oh, it's fantastic. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the four tops or whatever. All, whatever yeah. the hell they were. I mean, we um, you went to see Book of Mormon. Yeah, I like that. Fantastic. That yeah, was yeah. fantastic. And uh, so Fine. anyway, now this next movie, uh, Third Person. This is an interesting movie directed by Paul. Haggis. Directed by Paul Haggis. Right? It's it it was originally like being marketed as like it's like a romance of like you know in three different cities and how they all kind of tie together mm-hmm. and it isn't at all and i was like i watched <laughs> the trailer and i read more about it i'm like that's the last thing this is about what it is is a um it's a it looks like a fairly heavy drama yeah about relationships but also about the past and almost has some thriller elements it f- really feels like more like a crash which he won an oscar which for, he won an oscar Buzz for yeah, exactly so i don't know why it's not being marketed properly oh my gosh uh so it looks and it's got an amazing cast it's got like, liam neeson adrian Brode. it's got a, a ton of really good people in it and the trailer really had me hooked like hey what's going on to someone delusional yeah. is it uh, is this you know happening inside their heads or these couples like all this kind of stuff all these questions kind of come up just from the trailer that is compelling enough that makes me really want to see this movie see in our uh, podcast chill pack hollywood hour we do uh <laughs> marketing fuck-ups and like you got to see a movie because it was marketed wrong right. and so it failed at the box office not because it wasn't a great movie right but that the marketing department either didn't get it right. didn't see it or thought oh no we gotta hit you know, bang right. over over C and It D. happens more often than it used to, these yeah. marketing fuck ups. Well, because it's so expensive. Marketing now is a seventy, you know, seventy to hundred million dollar enterprise unto itself. So you got a lot more idiots on top of it, as opposed to one guy going, I'll take this clip, this clip, and this is the poster, and then that's your marketing, right? Right. The yeah. way it used to be. Right. Now it's like, oh no, we gotta we, we gotta emphasize the thing with the explosions yeah, over the actual group, yeah, yeah. yeah. focus groups. We need stupid. Burger King glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a Burger King burger, but it's called the Big Mac? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you could go at McDonald's. You could yeah. actually get that. Yeah, Do you guys have all four crash glasses? Did we? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, all right. Um, well, well, that's our show. That that's it. Quite a show that was, for uh, that was for action packed. Bam, mad. So many stories. Raspy voice and all. Oh uh, yeah, it. you um, held your own there, Mister Elwood. <laughs> I, I was uh, skeptical that you would get through it. I thought you were gonna yeah, when I, you I, went I, to bitch, get the. Chill I just pack. did five at five shows. I gotta after. say, I'm very impressed. <laughs> I have to say, when you went to get the chill pack, I thought you were going for a nap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've done three shows in war zones. 
I can do this. Were you under fire at the time? Uh, some of them. What? I have no, done shows under fire. Good, that's man. Um, well, thank you so much, Dean Hagen. Thank you, guys. Great to be here, as always. Always a pleasure having you here. Find me on the internet at my new website that should be operational by the time we hear this. DeanHaglin.com. And uh, you can hear our Chill Pack uh, Hollywood Hour at ChillPackHollywood.com. Spelled C-H-I-L-L-P-A-K. Now, every six months, you redo your re- website. Right? Uh, yeah, Pretty I tried. Much, yeah, because yeah, that happened last time I was here, too, <laughs> yeah, right? And yeah. that screwed up. Again, this. Are you still getting hacked? Yes. Oh, wow. I know those kids, man. Start a new website with Squarespace. But it's like in, oh, hey, it's like in Eastern Bloc countries you're getting hacked I get it, from, Yeah, right? it's tracked. Uh, Sri Lanka does a lot of laundering of the Eastern Bloc kids, so somehow Sri Lankan uh, servers will wipe out the uh, IP addresses of the Eastern, cl- Eastern... You know, Squarespace, you get 10% off, Dean. But if I put CFN... If you put in, CFN in, Well, absolutely. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try Squarespace. Website. You should. Do you, exactly. have a, do you need a website or an online portfolio? I do. I need both of those, actually. And you can do e-commerce through it, too. Yeah, well, see, that's my main thing, because I'm selling the comic books and the things, yeah. and I got all that to And sell. it's easy. Oh, it's it's drag and drop. You could put it together in like minutes. Are you kidding? Can I upload my own photos? Of course you could upload yeah, your why, own photos. Why, that's ridiculous. Embed video? And you can embed video. No it's, way. It's so simple. It's uh, squarespace.com, 10% off, code, code CFN. And you can put all your products that we currently sell in the store. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, take them back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me all that crap back. Oh, that's hilarious. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Dean. Um, uh, all right, guys. So we should mention that too that we have Dean's. We have his comic book. We oh, have yes. his uh, uh, conspiracy cards. Now these are special things. There's even one that a little window with your hair in it. Yes, one out of seventy-two cards is a hair card because yeah. when I cut my hair from the show, a trading card company came and took all the hair and put it in little. So they're plastic. in the little. They're called That's window the, cards, right? Yeah, they're window cards. Yeah. They're actual hair, and now they've become these collector items. Yeah, that, you can clone Dean. Please do. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Because then yeah. that guy can work on the Squarespace while I'm yeah, out doing right. shows. <laughs> so we have all of Dean's stuff. We've got his comic book. We've got um, uh, we've got the trading cards, and we've got the Truth Is Out There for download, which is an amazing movie. You're really gonna like it. It's a very cool mm-hmm. film, guys. It's a really cool documentary. Thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and you and we also have done episodes in the past with your co-host Phil Verone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Lerness. Phil Lerness. Phil Verone. Why Phil Verone. Because you're exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. That was your. Uh, that was your pilot's name. Yeah, your TCA, your TSA guy <laughs> yeah. who felt you up. <laughs> Phil Verone. You met him on a Tokyo got, subway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, God. He's got soft hands. I like that guy. Phil-san. Arigato gozaimasu, Phil-san. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Awesome. Um, we, uh, yeah, guys, and then... Um, you know, follow the earbuds. Um, you know, we're going to start. I just got back, so we're going to start watching footage and putting that together over the summer. Um, we're done with principal photography, which has been awesome. We're going to shoot some more interviews at the Podfest, of course. Uh, so, LA Podfest, September 26th through 28th. Oh, that's happening. Boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. LAPodfest.com. Buy your tickets and discount hotel rooms. We're yes. at a new hotel, the Sofitel in Beverly Hills. Look at this. Boom. Yeah, moving on up. Beverly Hills. More, po- more, we're going to have like parties every night with sponsors, yes. food and drinks. Yeah. And so, so you're actually going to get a lot more for your money now. Uh, you know, you buy the ticket, but you're going to get uh, parties and food and drink mm-hmm. every every single night. And wow. if you go to, to LAPodfest.com or the LA Podfest uh, <laughs> Facebook page, uh, LA Podfest is also on Twitter. We're releasing, we're starting to, to get acts booked. And so we're starting mm-hmm. to say, we're, you know, we already have maybe 15 or so people confirmed. So that's, yep. you can get that lineup. Aisha Tyler, Jay Moore, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of big names again. Big Doug, names. Doug Benson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so check that out, guys. And uh, yeah. 
tour dates, everything, comedyfilmers.com. I'm home all summer. I'm doing a lot of local shows. Fantastic. So you might even be at the Lash. Oh, the yes. Tong We're show definitely going to do the Lash. Hello. Mm-hmm. We'll tell everybody. Downtown. Downtown, Grandma. where the action is. Grandma's mm-hmm. coming downtown, folks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you once again to Dean Haglund. My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.